0: What's up everybody, episode 25 of the Will Wonder Pod. This episode is brought to you by Heppiest, your number one place to go for premium CBD products at a fraction of the cost. No THC, so no worries if uh, you are drug tested. It is locally sourced and third-party tested. Um, as you know, I personally love the number 14, which is the Roll-On Freeze. Great for those sore muscles and joints. So go check them out at happiestmed.com and use code WONDER at checkout for 10% off of your order. Once again, that is heppiestmed.com, H-E-P-I-U-S-M-E-D.com and use code WONDER at checkout for 10% off. I hope everyone has been doing really well since the last time we talked. I got a lot of great feedback from the previous podcast with my buddy Emerson Kennedy. I had a lot of fun doing that. I I feel like um, as far as an interview goes, it it was one of my my best that I've done so far in my short 25 episodes. So uh, once again, thanks for listening to that. And if you haven't checked it out, make sure you go back and listen to it. Uh, Let's see what's been going on. So finished my second class officially. Uh, for my University of Phoenix communications degree, got an A-minus in that as a final grade and already it started my third class. So I'm already uh, pretty much a week in on my third class sitting at an A-minus in that right now as well. whole lot of reading, a lot of fucking reading, which, you know, if it's something that's interesting, I enjoy it. Uh, I enjoy reading, but this stuff is, um I mean, it's not the most interesting stuff in the world. So I'll just leave it at that. Uh, as I said on my last pod, my son was getting ready to start preschool and he did. And yeah, I cried. Yep. Sure did. It was a, it was a very interesting and very emotional moment for my wife and I, I mean, obviously, um, you know that it's going to be that way, but (laughs) Man, I was I uh, I was balling for sure. So he really loved it. He made a little friend the first day. He's gone back. Uh, it's twice a week, so he's gone back for his second day of preschool and made another friend that day. So he's loving it. We love it. We get you know he gets out of the house. We get to do some work, get some work done. Anyways, minus that first day where we got literally nothing done. We just sat around and thought about what he was doing. <laughs> But anyways, so, yeah, just for... Some people had reached out and asked me. Dre Rock had texted me, and, um, yeah, he's doing great. He loves it. So, what else has been going on? My dad came in over the weekend, and, uh, you know, it's always fun. Got to hang out with him. Just kind of bullshit with him, have a few beers. We went out to lunch, and it's, you know, the older you get, it's the smaller things like that that you really appreciate with your parents. Um, You know, you wish, as when you were younger, you would have done a lot more with them, I guess, you know, in your early twenties, but you're you're young and dumb and um I guess when you have your own kid you really start to realize like, wow. My parents did a lot, a lot, a lot. So that was a lot of fun. He, he got to hang out with my son, too, and they played a lot. So um, my son and, you know, my dad both loved that. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, today my uh, <laughs> my wife's Mother's Day gift finally arrived. If you remember around Mother's Day, uh, it said that I got her a Peloton. Well, they're crazy far out on delivery, so it finally got here today. And, of course, you know, I got some, some uh, shoes for myself to ride the bike as well. And I did my first workout today on it and holy shit. (laughs) I'll just leave it at that. Shirt was soaked. I was dying. So, you know, easily the best mother's day present I've ever given. I'll just, yeah, I I, I would say that. (laughs) Uh, If you're on Peloton, look for me, Will Wonder, just one word, super easy, Will Wonder, and uh, you'll see my picture there, and you know, you know what I mean, maybe we can start like a Peloton bike gang, I don't know, I don't know how it works, I'm new to this, but it's a lot of fun and it kicked my ass, so. Uh, Let's see, let's flip over music-wise since last week, Uh, Peter Rosenberg, who's a DJ from Hot 97 in New York, he also works for WWE, works for ESPN, Uh, he put out an album, his debut album actually actually, where, you know, he kind of executive produced the whole thing, got the beats, got the artists, gave the ideas for the songs. And it is 100 percent just real hip hop, gritty beats, great MCs. So if you're into that, you need to check it out. I've I've really enjoyed it. He has a Styles P, Ghost Ghostface, um, Man, there's a lot of different artists on there that are that are that are really uh, really good. West Side Guns, so make sure you check that out. It's called Real Late. And uh, once again, that was Peter Rosenberg. As an FYI on on the music side of things, if you're on Apple Music, search Will Wonder. Again, one word, no spaces under the profiles section in Apple Music, and you'll see me there. Uh, I have the 50 best hip hop and R&B songs of 2021 so far. And of course, this is in my opinion. (laughs) Uh, You know, there's no like, um, it's not from Billboard or whatever the case may be. But uh, I've been doing this since 2018 on Apple Music. So you can go back and check out those other playlists as well. And I have other things on there I'll be putting out. Uh, a revi- uh, a revised uh, Dear Summer playlist, which I put out last year, which was a lot of fun. Essentially, just put it on at any one of your barbecues and get-togethers and just let it play through. There's something for everybody on it. So once again, that's on Apple Music. Search Will Wonder under the profile section, and you'll be able to find my playlist there. All right, let's get into some NBA talk. This won't be too long on the NBA talk on the intro because I'm going to uh, cover round two with Kurt in in just a moment. So uh, first round of the NBA playoffs, Wizards lose to Philly. You know, Wizards need to figure out early what the plan is for Bradley Beal. Westbrook is locked in for two more years for a shitload of money, so I don't think they're going to be able to move him, but they really need to figure out what they're doing with Beal to be able to kind of move on and and have a plan for that team moving forward. Uh, The Jazz get past Memphis. Memphis is a super young team. I think if they keep that core of Morant, Brooks... Uh, and Jackson, they're gonna be, they're gonna be tough these next couple of years. Right now, they're just too young, too inexperienced for the Jazz, and obviously not, not on that same level as the Utah Jazz. So that series was rather quick, minus you know that first game where where the uh, we had the surprise of Memphis winning. Boston gets phew, just put away from the Bucks. Danny Ainge leaves. You know they move Brad Stevens to the GM, which is kind of weird to me. It seemed like it happened kind of quick I don't know if when he was brought on that that was kind of you know the wink wink agreed upon plan for him to take over for Ainge but it, it just seemed odd Uh Boston has some things that they need to do this offseason for sure one obviously get a new coach originally I thought Chauncey Billups would be a, a good fit but um, you know I'll, I'll get to Billups a little bit later it turns out he's kind of the front runner for the Blazers job uh, but back to Boston. secondly, they need they need a big who can actually play. I've said it a hundred times on the pod. Thompson is just too old. Williams can't consistently play and when he does play, he's just in foul trouble all of the time. So they need they need someone that can anchor that middle, um, obviously building around Tatum and Brown. Uh, I don't know if they can, but they may need to move Kemba his contract is going to be tough to move, but I think they need something different there at the point guard position again, to build around Tatum and Brown. And, and obviously they need depth Their Their bench is awful. Evan Fournier isn't the answer. He wasn't the answer in Orlando and he's not going to be the answer in Boston. So yeah, if you could tell, I'm not a big Fournier fan. Anyways, we'll move on to the Knicks who get knocked out convincingly by the Hawks. Great season for the Knicks. They get, um, They have Randall for at least one more year. Barrett's progressing pretty well, you know, but watch for Chris Paul (laughs) to the Knicks this offseason. Paul declined his $42 million player option Uh, with Phoenix. He's he's looking for a multi-year deal and he's looking for about a hundred million, which to me sounds crazy, especially at his age, but he's, he's balling out right now. So, you know, what, who am I? What do I know? Um, But one thing interesting about Paul is his former agent, Leon Rose, is now president of the New York Knicks. So you always got to kind of, in a sense, read the tea leaves with players. I... I actually learned that from Bill Simmons listening to the Bill Simmons podcast when he was saying, you know, Kawhi's going to the Clippers. And it's like, fuck, Kawhi isn't going to the Clippers. Or even back when he said LeBron's coming to the Lakers. He was saying that well before I heard that from anybody. And he just knew because he was watching what the agents were doing and watching what ownership was doing. So, yeah, just pay attention to those things. It's it's a lot deeper than what we actually think it is. So, Uh, oh, I got what I wanted last week. Possibly the game of the year with the Blazers and Nuggets. Uh, Dame played incredible, but it just wasn't enough. And then Den- Denver closed them out the next game. Um, it's going to be an interesting offseason for Portland. They let go of Stotts, so they need a new head coach. And again, like I said earlier, it looks like uh, a report came out today that says Chauncey Billups is the front runner. So doesn't look like Boston will get him. Um, also, what do you do as far as adding to the team? Do they move Dame? You know, There was talk about him not being happy, but how the hell do you, you – know, have him leave like you got to do whatever you can to keep him so does that mean moving CJ McCollum getting pieces for that I don't know but it seems like you know kind of the same old story uh, with Portland this offseason so I just love Dame and I hope that they find a way to get him to that promised land but I don't know it's going to be tough uh obviously you know Lakers out. We'll talk to Sebastian here shortly about how he felt uh, how he feels about LeBron being out. So a d gets hurt uh, in in that last game. I mean, he was hurt the game prior, tried to come back that last game and played, you know, a couple of minutes and and had to be taken out. Phoenix was too much. It took two days for me <laughs> to actually believe that the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James aren't in the playoffs. Thought maybe, you know, the commissioner would come out with some, some kind of rule saying they're back in due to davis's injury and then there's like some type of conspiracy uh um you know some stuff in the background that the Suns did and they're all suspended so now they're gonna bring la back in but you know what it was real The Suns actually beat the Lakers, and the Suns are looking good right now uh, against Denver. So beginning of the year, I picked the Lakers to win the West. I thought their roster was a lot better, but, you know, it must be a chemistry thing. So we'll just have to wait and see what they do in this offseason. I mean, if I'm the Lakers, I'm keeping LeBron James, duh. I'm keeping Anthony Davis, duh. And I'm probably keeping KCP. I'm doing whatever I can to move Kyle Kuzma. I'm doing whatever I can to move um, a lot of those players on that roster, if you can. I mean, Harrell. I don't know what the hell happened. He was a six-man of the year last year, and it just didn't. It, he didn't f- fit, I guess, in LA. I don't know. But they, they've got a lot of work to do this off-season. Uh, Clippers get past the Mavs. Really weird to see the Mavs play Bobon and Porzingis together at the same time. You know, they played zone. They looked really slow. Obviously, Luka's incredible elite player, uh, minus his free throw shooting in that series, which was, I can't believe how bad it was. It was like Dwight Howard levels of bad. Um, There are some okay pieces uh, on the Mavs. You got Tim Hardaway Jr., Finney Smith, Maxi Kleber, Jalen Brunson, but they're going to need to be extremely aggressive in bringing in some support players uh, for Luka and then also moving Porzingis this offseason. All reports are that Porzingis wasn't happy playing second to Luca, which is fucking crazy. <laughs> there's there's maybe, you know, five to six players in the entire league who shouldn't play second to him if they were on the same team, but Porzingis absolutely isn't one of them. So for him to say that, um, you know, it pretty much stamped his ticket to someone else in the off, in the offseason. So hopefully they can get some something decent in return for him. It's kind of crazy looking back at that trade now that, you know, it seems so lopsided that Dallas had won that trade and I mean, who knows? I mean, who's better for it at this point. You know, neither team really. They're both out in the first round. So um Luca would have his extension coming up, but and this one thing to note, this never happens coming off of a off of the rookie contract, but I wonder if he holds up signing that that extension just to kind of see what happens in Dallas. I feel like he loves it there. Um you know, anyone in the league will pay Luca as much as they possibly can. And again, I do think he loves Dallas. So as long as they get him some help, you know, there's no question that he's going to stay. But something to look out for. Maybe he kind of holds that over their, their heads and and waits to see if, uh, if they bring in something to help him. Because he can't do it all by himself, obviously. Amazing player, though. Okay, coming up, we're going to check in uh, at first with my guy Sebastian see how he's doing you know he's a huge LeBron fan one of the biggest LeBron fans I know Um, and and you know people had reached out to me saying is he okay so I wanted to um, get him on the pod discuss how he's feeling after LeBron got booted from the first round um, for the first time in his career and then Kurt will join me and we will discuss round two of the NBA playoffs and then we will end the show out with the review of the new Conjuring film The Devil Made Me Do It so Let's get to Sebastian right now. Okay, I brought uh, my good friend Sebastian on. It's, I mean, to say the least, it's been a rough couple of days for him. So, Sebastian from the start was a Nick fan, and then decided to jump on the LeBron train, and 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 is one of the most loyal and probably one of the biggest LeBron James fans that I know. And as, as you all know, um, well, LeBron got bounced out of the first round of the playoffs for the first time in his career. So, um, you know, Sebastian, people have been reaching out. They just want to hear from you.
1: Um, where's your head at right now? Well, let's, um, let's go f- from the beginning. So <laughs> it's, uh, first and foremost, this was, a. Uh, I'm actually a little relieved right now because it is stressful. Me being such a big LeBron James fan, I'm actually feeling a little bit relief. Those couple days, though, going into that last game, game six and the elimination, it was rough that night. I'll right. be um, but now, But now, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking there. LeBron needs this added rest. I think it's only going to be good for him. Hopefully, Lakers make some moves. Um, you know, Damian Lillard's coming, so that should be good. No, that, that, that's, um, that's I delus- don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah I that's, think that's my happening. delusional that's my delusional side, but um man, it was it was rough, man. It's just all the comments that I've been getting, everything that I've been hearing from last year's championship doesn't count, to it's over, to but you know what, I'm still riding with Braun. I'm still thinking um he's a great and I'm I'm ready for next season already. So this one right now I'm going to watch these the rest of these playoffs. I have no horse in this race. Right. So I'm just going to watch some basketball and uh it should be good. So probably
0: what you're looking most forward to is is July. In July is is Space Jam.
1: Then. oh that's my thing. Yeah. I'm yeah, at, yeah. I'm pretty excited to see what what that's going to be a, about, you know.
0: Okay. All right. So so are you thinking that I mean like you said, you know, a lot of people reached out said it's over, last year doesn't count, which I I don't believe that last year doesn't count. Um but as far as it being over and and I'll, I'll be honest at the beginning of the season I thought, you know, okay, it's going to be the Lakers and Brooklyn That's in the fi- in the finals. Um yeah. I thought the, I thought the Lakers had a better roster mm-hmm. um than they did the previous year, but it just, you know, it didn't seem to gel. So uh Let's say that Anthony Davis is healthy starting yep. next year, which again, I think if Anthony Davis plays, that's a different, um, there's a different result in that series. And if he's healthy, I should say that if he's healthy, right. um, but what do they need? What do, What do you want to see the Lakers add? And again, you're not a Lakers fan, but you're a LeBron fan. So that makes you a Lakers fan for yeah, the time yeah, being. The what, bad. what, uh, what do the Lakers need? What do you think?
1: I think they need, some more consistent shooters. So you need that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um Another person to do a, to be a playmaker, I think last year with Rondo, I think that was actually a little bit underrated when he left and people were like, ah, oh, it's fine. Rondo. You, but actually I think Rondo did help out a lot. Oh so yeah. Especially in, especially, especially in the playoffs, especially in the playoffs, especially when LeBron, um, you know, goes to the bench or just even going through the season, man, just like such a long, oh, and this one, that was a condensed season, uh, you know, quicker mm-hmm. back to backs. You needed somebody like that, but some more like consistent shooters. I'm at the point right now where I'm like, everybody could probably get, get traded at least is on the trading block. <laughs> LeBron AD and maybe KCP. Cause I think KCP works well with LeBron. Yeah. I, I personally like Alex Caruso a lot. Cause I just think he plays with a lot of heart, but Yeah, I think he just needs better shooters, but the thing is, like, the team being, it's really top-heavy, and it's really constructed around these two guys, AD and LeBron, Mm -hmm. where that worries me, too, because if one of them goes down, then it's a whole new dynamic of a team, so. Right, yeah. That's something that concerns me from time to time, but we'll we'll see, because I was really upset AD getting hurt, Um, but hey, it happens. It's, It's part of the game, so.
0: I mean, you see all these names that float around out there, and I don't. I don't think there's street, validity. Street clothes,
1: t- street clothes, Davis. That that one, I'm not going to lie. That Charles Barkley said was like, oh, that was World, world, <laughs> out of this world.
0: There's a lot of a lot of free agent names out there, or not free agent, but player names that they that you know. As soon as okay. the as soon as the Lakers lost, oh, okay, and you've heard Lakers, all season about I've Steph Curry seen, being. Um, you know, courted. I don't think that's happening. You hear, you know, you've heard little things about Dame Lillard, not being happy, but I yeah. money wise, I don't see how any of these top yeah. tier players make it work in, yeah. in LA. Um, and true. then, you know, Chris Paul is opting out of Phoenix at the end of the season, but he's also looking for a multi-year, like hundred million. So I think that that fits more with the New York Knicks. So good
1: for you with that. Um, On that, side, Yeah. Uh-huh. We'll- We'll see what ends up happening. I don't know. I keep hearing these, being completely honest, if you, if anybody, or if there's any way for Lakers to get like Damian Lillard, which first and foremost, he'd have to really want out. I was seeing this thing as like, you, you'd basically have to throw AD at him. Is yeah. basically what it is. And that's means. not
0: happening. You know, that's not going to
1: happen. Yeah. Uh, same thing with something with, with Curry. It'd be something just out of this world. I have seen other little names. Uh, no disrespect to the players I'm saying by little names, but I've seen like, like Kelly, Kelly, Ubre. I've seen, uh, um, what is it? Uh, um, Devontae Graham, the point guard. One oh, of the, okay. One yeah, for the, that wouldn't be bad. Uh, that wouldn't be bad. Uh, Colin Sexton, I've seen those names. Yeah. around.
0: I've heard well, he, he wants out of Cleveland and Cleveland wants him out. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how that dynamic works with maybe it works with LeBron. And now that LeBron's a little older and doesn't, you know. Um, have to have the ball all the time, but yes. um, you know, you, you all the stories you heard out of Cleveland was players playing against Cleveland when Colin Sexton had the ball would tell the guys they were defending, like, why are you even trying? He's not going to pass you the ball. He's not going to pass you the ball. So that would have to change.
2: <laughs> if yeah. he came
0: to LA, I do like the Graham thing though. Uh the I hadn't Graham heard thing. that. That that's
1: interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that wouldn't be interesting. Yeah. Otherwise I don't know. We'll see what names get tossed around and what they do to, to pick people up. But I'm not even worried right now about what happened. I'm just looking forward to what's gonna happen. And to be real with you, I'm riding with the Utah Jazz right now. I'm officially on the Ooh, I'm, okay. I'm on the bus. I'm on the bus. I live in Utah. I love Utah. Well, Salt Lake area is the one is the area that I know the most in Utah. Yeah. But I'm like, you know what? If there's a year to do it, do it this year. I still don't know if they will do it, but <laughs> I'm gonna I'm going to game one at night. So Oh, look at you. Game one at night, you know. So
0: a little light work, a little light, you know, maybe maybe you know, can't, maybe can't stop get, by Roos Chris prior to the games, get catch catch a dinner.
1: You know, I, I can't get seats like you, you know, right by the bench, but you know, we're gonna be <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we're gonna team photos, you know. I was like, wow, you know, so I saw I saw T-Pain, D-Wade, and then you uh, <laughs> at the last game, pretty really close to each other, a lot closer than I was to them.
0: Um, okay. All right. You know, you but, just, when you have good friends, they if you get you good seats, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, shout out to Zach, but uh, all right. Well, you know, I'm glad you're doing okay. I'm glad you've kind of focused your attention, you know, supporting the jazz.
1: I'm yep. um, looking forward to Space Jam. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I don't know if you remember that night that they were losing. You texted me and Rob. I didn't even answer back. I, was, I know. You, some, you shot some text over. Is it like, what's happening? I, I'm not even paying attention to this shit. Like, I'm not gonna
0: I thought maybe you were like two or three seltzers in, just pissed off. Yeah. You know,
1: it's just it's emotionally draining. That's why I'm like, you know what? I'm just going yeah. to. Go
0: you just ahead. need to, you know. And I did. No, no, this is what I did ask. And Rob got very upset. I said, okay, so, and you know, and this was <laughs> probably 15 minutes after the game was over and they were eliminated. I said, so when LeBron is gone, who, oh, who's, yeah, whose yeah. trainer are you guys going to hop on? And I think <laughs> Rob said something like, how, How dare you ask that 15 minutes after the game's (laughs) over? Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: man, it's going to be a crazy day when Bron's, uh, you know, going to be retired, which is obviously going to be sooner than later. Yeah, you know, probably another two years, I would think, right? You would have to think. think, Makes me really think, at this level, how much longer do you think he could play? Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I I think even a 40-year-old LeBron is better than, like, you know, half of the, half of the league, half the players oh. in the league, but I don't know if he wants to play that way. And and to be honest, after they lost, he felt to me, just from the outside, looking in, hearing what he was saying. And it just kind of felt like he was cool with it. As yeah. weird as that sounds, you're just like, yeah. And obviously you win so much, um,
1: that's you know, a, maybe it's okay. But did. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, at least for me, he doesn't have to prove anything anymore. Like even, my mindset, at least, is if people don't have him as the greatest of all time, then that's fine. People can have whoever. Like, if you don't say he's one of the greats that ever did it, then I'm, I'm just like, he's got to be in a lot of people's books, even if you don't like him. Like, I would say you have to have him up there. And be like, yo, he's one of the greats.
0: Oh yeah, no, there's there's no question about it. No question at all. So, I mean, he's not the greatest, but he's up there. So
1: we'll debate it. But hey, this that's not, <laughs> that's not this episode. I.
0: All right, man. Well, you enjoy your roots, Chris. You enjoy your, you know, your $400 ticket to the game. Enjoy the game. Um, I just, it's a pleasure to be a friend, you know, and just be an acquaintance of yours, be in your presence. Uh, you know, just always so positive and happy. So, (laughs) uh, all right, bro. We will talk to you later. All right. Peace. Okay. We are, um, We are, we've already started the second round of the NBA playoffs, a couple of games in the, in the bag already, the jazz and Clippers play their first game tonight as we're recording this. Uh, So that's exciting. Um, But let's take a quick look back at the first round. Uh, By the way, Kurt, I brought Kurt on to do this. As I said, I would, I haven't even introduced you yet. Kurt, how are you? It's okay. I'm like a mainstay at this point. (laughs) Yeah, You're just like, Kurt, come here, come here, come on now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> from from it what was i a producer to producer promoted to it and then people got upset and then i brought you to it as a contributor so yeah it's great um okay looking back at the first round we were both wrong on the atlanta new york series uh atlanta uh just beat the brakes off in new york trey young became a villain and uh, the knicks went packing so um, both wrong on that one. I was right on the Portland-Denver series as I took uh, Denver and you took Portland. The other series uh, we were all correct on, which, you know, wasn't too difficult to be correct. Oh, no, no, no. I'm I'm lying. We both picked the Lakers. Yep. And um, But who knew Anthony Davis was going to be hurt, right? I mean, I guess we probably should have thought about that. What did you call him? Mr. Glass?
2: Yeah, Mr. Glass.
0: <laughs> Sam Jackson plays him in those... <laughs> Shyamalan movies, Sam Jackson plays Anthony Davis. Oh, that was a tough one. The to stomach though. Um, just for a, a, picks perspective, I mean, but you know, the suns look great, so we will get to that. Um, but everything else we got correct, right? I'm not forgetting anything that we got wrong. Nope. I think we're good. Okay. Second round. We're just going to, honestly, we're going to, this wasn't, won't be too lengthy, but we are going to, uh, start with the East I mean, I don't really know what we say about the Bucs and Nets. They're two games in. Uh, the Harden injury at the beginning of game one made me think, oh, okay, maybe the Bucks kind of compete. But, you know, at the same time, as crazy as it sounds, um, if everyone else is healthy, they they don't even need James Harden. It's, it's <laughs>
2: terrifying,
0: to be honest. <laughs> I, I love the Bucks roster. I think they're a much better team than they have been the, the previous couple of years, uh, especially adding Holiday. But, I mean, the, the Nets, I, I, what the hell do you say? They're just too talented. Like,
1: I don't you, know.
2: You don't. I don't know. And they're getting great minutes from other players, too, that you didn't expect to like really show up. I mean, Blake Griffin's like Blake Griffin again, almost. I know, insane. Blake Griffin, Mike James. Um, What's yeah, that I mean, big guy's name with the uh, hair?
0: Yep. Uh, I see. See, I was thinking about him uh, in my head. I Claxton. Claxton. Yep. Nick. Yep. Yep. Uh, not Claxton. Speedy. Not Speedy. Nick. Right. Nicholas yes. Claxton. Um, and then, um, I mean, what do you? There's not much else to say about this roster. <laughs> like, and then if James Harden does come back, I don't see how anyone in, in the league. I said this the other night to a friend. I said, "You know, the the Nets might lose uh, in the finals if the NBA finds some way for the uh, Western Conference Finals teams to combine <laughs> and just create the Western Conference Final team against the Nets. That's that's kind of what I'm
2: I'm looking at now. Barring injury, of course, to anybody else on the team, they're yeah. just too they're too good. So I mean." Honestly, I feel like Kyrie and Harden can switch out as long as KD stays healthy, they're fine.
0: Right. Yep. Yeah, KD is he's something inc- else. Incredible. Looks like, you know, obviously no problems from coming off that injury now, so uh yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. We're both going with the Nets, um unless, you know, you want to you want to zag.
2: <laughs> I want to zag. I want to zag when the Bucks are down Oh two. <laughs> you know, I just, and they've lost by a combined what 60 something <laughs> point <laughs> last game worth of points. Uh, I don't know. Okay. No, man. I they're going to steamroll. They might lose like two more games through the entire playoffs.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh we'll go to the other series in the East which is a little more compelling. Um you have the Hawks and 76ers. Uh right off the top I'm going to say this. I think the Hawks are going to win the series. So, mm-hmm. they're inc- they are incredibly deep. I don't think Embiid is all the way healthy. Uh, and you, I mean, if you take him out of this series, it's probably over in five. The Hawks yeah. are, like I said, they're deep. Since Nate McMillan has taken over as coach, their record is 31 and 12, uh, including the playoffs. So he, I mean, he really switched something in them. Trey Young and Bogdanovich are just hooping out of their minds. Um, I mean, the beginning of game one, Embiid comes out with triple H, the DX song, ding <laughs> ding and i'm like oh you shit all i'm of all eyes. in yeah. on i am all in on philly and then all of a sudden Lay it's like it's like this is the old version of dx like and i know you won't understand this because you're not a big wrestling guy but my my wrestling fans will understand this it's like when hbk and triple h fought uh canaan undertaker in saudi arabia at the crown jewel a few years ago like it's not dx the crotch chops aren't what they used to be the moves in the ring are a little slow it's just it's not a good look they're not the prime 1999 dx and i think philly without Embiid 100% healthy are going to be that <laughs> crown jewel <laughs> dx and and just look like shit so uh Embiid is the key to this i think but um yeah
2: I, i'm going to say i'm going to go i'm going to say the hawks win this series what do you think i think I'm, I'm i'm not giving up on philly yet because if they make a few defensive switches i mean Simmons is talking to shit all year saying he can guard one through five, so why not guard Trey Young? See what yeah. happens? I mean, Trey's quick, but apparently that's what Simmons is, you know Mr. I'm the best defender in the league needs to prove himself right now, and right. I'm I mean obviously i'm. Throwing like some fun shade. Oh, I, I, at him, but... I can. Yeah, I I saw you unpack the umbrella before we started recording. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's a, for a little, like, barrela, uh,
0: uh umbrella, if I if I can see it correctly.
2: A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just I don't know. I'm I'm not ready to give up on him yet. Um, we'll just have to see if if like you said, it all comes down in beats me. and if he's better than eighty percent, then I think they can still pull it out. Because if he gets going, there's no one on the Hawks roster that can stop him. Right. Yeah.
0: Capella can throw a wrench in it, but no,
2: I mean, I don't think anybody in the league is stopping
0: Embiid when, when he's healthy, you know, on the block. He's just, he's, he's really special, but the biggest thing throughout his whole career has been his health has been the biggest detractor of him being like, you know, that top tier guy. He was in the, in the, in the conversation all year um, for the most part for that MVP. And then the injury came in and and it kind of slowed him down.
2: I know it's kind of like chicken of me to be like, oh, well, I want one more game to see. But I do want to see one game of adjustments, see what happens. Yeah. And and I, I do think Philly pulls it out and I want Philly to pull it out because if anyone like matches up, OK, against Brooklyn, <laughs> it's them. <laughs> um, so I think I think that Eastern Conference finals between Philly and Brooklyn would be more fun than the Hawks and Brooklyn because Brooklyn would probably sweep them. Okay,
0: all right. I, 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 um, the the thing I'm liking
2: about the Hawks is they have like a bit of an attitude that kind of came out of nowhere. Like they they're the ones that are walking around with the like, like no one believes in us but us type attitude. Yeah, and it's it's working for them.
0: Yeah, like you had Capella talking shit. You had uh Trey Young, like I said in the last pod, becoming the 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 uh, Joker slash Two Face. Yeah. His the, booze are his, the, cheers. Yeah. He his cheers. Yeah, takes his cheers. And he's shushing them all, shushing everybody. It's incredible. Um, okay, well, perfect. Well, we have something different here. So you have the Sixers, I'll take the Hawks. Um, yeah, we'll just, I mean, I mean, at some point we have to throw in something into this bet. I don't know what it is, but uh we'll do we'll do something
2: something fun. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll so. figure it out. Um we'll lie right. about it and say it's like thousands and thousands of dollars, yeah, yeah. but it's like lunch or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An
0: ice cream cone.
2: <laughs> oh, ice cream cone from McDonald's, please. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Uh,
0: all right, let's move over to the West. We'll start with the Nuggets and Suns. Uh, I got to watch a majority of this game last night, and it was close for a while. And then all of a sudden, the Suns were like, "Okay, let's kick it into that that uh, extra gear." And Denver just didn't have an answer for it. So. I still think this is going to be a bit a, a longer series than what game one led on. Yeah. Um, again, there's, there's no real answer for Jokic, but also on the other side of things, I think the nuggets are really missing Jamal Murray. Um, even though, you know, Campazo is just, he, he's, he's going to get paid at the end of the season by somebody. I don't know what his contract looks like. <laughs> Uh, I, I didn't look that up prior to this. If you believe it or not, I didn't Google that, but uh, I would imagine he's on a very short term deal with Denver. And I think someone's going to pay him,
2: uh, after this. So feels like Charlotte's written all over it. Doesn't
0: it? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Charlotte. Um, cause you know, my, my magic we're rebuilding through the draft. So we're, we're uh, oh, worried about for obviously, um, obviously. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, this is tough, but I, I think you have to go sons just as a complete team. Now, mind you, we look at the track record and the history behind Chris Paul in the playoffs and not so much that he can't get it done. It's that he gets hurt. Paul's apart. Yeah. Yep. So, um, that's, I mean, if he stays healthy, yeah, I think they have it in the bag, Yeah, but I do think it's a little, I, I think six games and I'll go with the Suns. What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah. I think, well, look at Chris Paul, just playing and not being a hundred percent. Like the, that's how the Lakers got their games on yeah. the Suns. So if yep. he, if something happens there, done. But um I'm in the opinion that I think I think Phoenix is just too good top to bottom against these guys. The old, the X factor is just like beating Joker in seven games is really hard to do with his IQ. Mm-hmm. Like he figures things out that you throw at him and then um it kind of gets it gets scary. Um he's a hard he's a hard guy to he's kind of like LeBron like early LeBron especially. That guy mm-hmm. that like it doesn't matter who's really around him. In seven games, he's going to be hard to beat. Right. And I feel like that's that's going to be the biggest thing for Phoenix. But they're, they're just long, and they're athletic, and they're good on defense. They hustle. And they're all really bought into what they're trying to, like, what Monty's, you know, they're they're, they're buying the marketing material, I guess. He's been pitching them. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's working. And I think, I just think that it's going to be like a six or seven. Suns in, in six or seven, probably. Yeah. Unless, like, yeah. I mean. It's going to be a good series, and even if it is like a four or five game series, it's going to feel a lot closer than that. I agree. Um, last night it kind of broke away. I think that was like a home crowd energy type thing where mm-hmm. Phoenix place put was put together easy. Yeah, they put together a few sequences, and the the crowd got really into it. And from that point, um, it was just a slippery slope for for Denver to try and climb back out of. Yeah. Um, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see if Joker can figure it out, and we'll have to see if Chris Paul's stitched together body at <laughs> However old he is now stays together. Yeah. Maybe he got yeah. the energy injury out of the way. He did it Maybe in the did. first round and he's good now for us. I mean, of the I house. hope so. Like I, I love Chris Paul
0: and I love his game. I just, you know, he just c- continuously gets hurt in big moments. So, and also one thing to note, like the Suns are, are a very deep team as well. That the, it was such an underappreciated signing, uh, not even a signing trade, when they got Torrey Craig. And if you remember yeah. Torrey Craig last year for the nuggets in the bubble played great in the playoffs. And, and on this team, he's not even expected to do as much as he did for Denver. So they're really deep. The Suns are really deep. They're, they're a tough team. And then, yeah, like you said, that home crowd, Holy shit. That, that place was crazy. It was bumping,
2: yeah. It was bumping. Yeah. Uh, it's fun speak- to see Phoenix needs it. They need it. It's been like over a decade since they've been.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The national Mario days. Absolutely. Unfortunately, after, you know, the season, the, chris paul's gonna leave and they'll be back to just a mediocre team but uh anyways (laughs) um speaking of home crowds uh did i hear it right that the
2: jazz are allowing a hundred percent in yeah for game two there's a caveat though okay what's that you know those banners that you see like behind the benches oh um, yeah yeah. that keeps distance between fans and um and the players. players yeah So those are still going to be there. What they're doing is they're making up for those seats in standing room. So Mm -hmm. technically like, yes, it's at max capacity, but it's still not going to be like fans down to the court on that one side.
0: Okay. Okay, But I don't know
2: how much of a difference that really makes. There's still going to be as many mouths in there screaming. Yeah. Hopefully Hopefully, no racial or hopefully they leave that at home. Yeah. Hopefully they just leave that at home. You know, um, track
0: record says otherwise, but you know, you always Did, gotta go, give second come chances. Come on,
2: guy. I know, like, eighty percent of our fan base are regulars on Parlor. Like, just leave it there. <laughs> go post on your crazy <laughs> stuff on Parlor. <laughs> just kidding. Oh just kidding. man, oh, it's man. the other way around. I bet about twenty percent are. Yeah, yeah.
0: I would, agree. I would probably agree with that. <laughs> um, all right, so, pff, man,
2: game one tonight. Are you hyped? What's going on? How are you feeling? I'm, I all right. So, like, fifteen minutes ago, we found out Mike's not playing. So now, right. like. I was hyped, but now I'm like anxious. Um mm-hmm. there's a oh, man, it's a it's a crazy, it's a crazy matchup. I mean, we we kind of kicked their asses in the first two games in uh the regular season and both right. teams were at full full strength. We're playing at both our rosters, but then um they looked really good in that third game against us. So I think what it comes down to, there's a few things we need to do. Um I think we got to run them off the perimeter and try and get them into Rudy as much as possible. I think they're going to try and scheme Rudy. They're going to play that small ball stuff and try and scheme Rudy out of the game as much as they can. I 1,000% agree. Right. So we got to help Rudy out by filtering them in towards him. Um, If we can hit those shots and then... If we can hit our shots on the perimeter, obviously that's just what it's come down to. It's... I don't know, man. It's feast or famine with this team sometimes. Luckily, it's been more feast... Yeah. Um we get we get a lot of open looks. I mean, we lose games when 30 when we're shooting bad and like it's something crazy. Like 40% of our threes are no one's within six feet of us. So like we're scheming to get open shots. It just comes down to can players hit shots. Um I feel like it was our advantage point guard wise when Mike was playing, but now that he's not, um, it gets a little scary. So yeah, I know you're gonna choose the clips. Um <laughs> What, what makes you say that? <laughs> I just know you are. Well, I mean, realistically, it's hard not to pick them, right? It is, yeah. the
0: the The key to me, I th- I think, one hundred percent, what you said was accurate. They're they're going to try to pull Rudy out from the middle, and it's happened the past couple of years in the second round, or um, you know, when the uh, the Jazz had played Houston, they did that. They got him out of the middle, and it for as good as a, I cannot believe I just keep shitting on Rudy Gobert for as good of a def, uh, defender as he is on the inside. When you bring him out, it's, it's almost a detriment to, um, to the team's defense. Yeah. And, um, but you have to play Rudy Gobert. You can't right. sit him, you know, and then, right. and and then what's your if you're not playing him, what, what, who are you playing? Like, Favors isn't going to be out there on the perimeter. Um, I, I, you know, Rudy is a much better pick and roll defender than Favors and much better than he has been in the past right. couple of years. But I don't think it's a pick and roll game <laughs> with the well,
2: Clippers. No, it, it's, it's never been a pick and roll with them. Yeah. It, honestly, they're, I'm going to be honest, their offense is kind of boring. It's, it is who plays ISO this possession, basically. Yep. And then who's going to kick it? Like, Terrence Mann and sometimes Rondo and, yeah. Um, and then you like, they just sit on the three and if they get double teamed they just toss it out. It's not super yep. fun to watch. It's effective, especially cuz quiet ended up having one of the better mid-range games um it's, of anyone. Kawhi really is in it, Kawhi can get to his spot no matter what
0: and he's going to get his shot. And he never looks rattled. Total opposite of the other guy on on the Clippers, Paul yeah. George. Oh my gosh. It, That's it, a whole different thing. Yeah. So I think so yes, I am taking the clippers. I think the I think the key to this series for the Jazz is is limiting what um Paul George does. Because I don't yeah. think you're gonna stop Kawhi when Kawhi wants to do what he wants to do. Um, but you you know, we've seen it before. I mean, the whole playoff P thing and making fun of uh Paul George started with Joe Ingles just fucking with him. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> if if but Paul George has looked a lot better you know, that first round against uh, Dallas. Yeah, now, Dallas big moments too.
2: Exactly.
0: Dallas isn't as good of a defensive team as Utah, obviously, but I think once, he, you know, he builds that confidence in him, just like any player, even if he misses a couple of shots, he, he's going to feel like that, you know, that yeah. next one is going what, in. So
2: What sucks is our weak point on this team is just like, we have one real defender that's a wing defender in Royce. Yeah. And we don't have like that second, like I'm going to lock you down wing defender. And that's right. like what every fan wanted to address in the offseason was find that second defender and yeah. we could have drafted it and um, McDaniels. Mm-hmm. And instead we got as a bookie and he, he just, his foot fell off basically in the G league and he's yeah. just done. He's not going to, ouch. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was bad full on almost Gordon Hayward. And I just feel like, I don't know. That's, this is the team that we need specifically two great wing defenders and we don't have it. And yeah. that's, what's really scary. Again, maybe Joe is Paul George's daddy still, and he just gets <laughs> in his head and it works. I mean, he did it. He honestly, I've never seen a difference in talent. Like the lower guy just completely derail somebody like that in yep. the Oklahoma city game series. It was the craziest thing ever. And Joe, Joe just has that like, I'm slow. I'm not athletic, but somehow I'm gonna piss you off and lock you down and beat you. And it's probably gonna get to your head because you're one of the better athletes in the league. Right. It might work for us. I think there's a lot of X factors in this. We haven't even mentioned Jordan Clarkson. Mm-hmm. He's he's been bad in the playoffs, um, straight up. Yeah. And if he can somehow get cooking, the second unit, like if 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 we can just like withstand the Paul George and Kwai. Um, minutes and then he can come in and do his thing the minivan hits a few open threes and there's we have a fighting chance um with, that's the without worst mike. nickname
0: in the history of isn't the it league, the worst? The ever.
2: <laughs> but it fits him because yeah it's just he's such a goofball anyway <laughs> well i just think uh i'm right. worried and
0: i'm worried without mike so well yeah the thing i mean so mike's out this game
2: game one and um possibly game two right game two yeah is i can see him missing game two and it's so just tough. sorry i know i'm drowning sorry i'm a jazz fan but and i'm going to just keep talking but one thing just one thing that <laughs> on the other side is and this is what hurts without mike but maybe joe and rudy can run a pick and roll and when they don't have a big out there to defend it maybe that hurts them enough to keep rudy like on the floor and keep him engaged yeah. does that make sense
0: yeah I, I, I think i think the thing with with rudy is um i mean you look at the Clippers bigs, it's Zubach and that's it, right? So um, Rudy is obviously um, going to be able to score on Zubach. Zubach isn't an awful player by any means, but Rudy's going to be able to score on him. The, the key is getting Rudy the ball when he has a mismatch. And for whatever reason, I feel, I mean, again, I, Being here in Utah, I get to see every jazz game almost right on TV. And I feel like they never give Rudy the ball when he has that mismatch.
2: You're right. Well, here's the problem though. (laughs) Rudy offensively is great when he doesn't have to dribble, right? Catches the ball, getting the lobby, facing the basket already. Right. He's already running at the rim. Even when he has a mismatch on him, his back to the basket game is terrible. Yeah. And he gets really like cute with it. Like obviously, sometimes like one in every ten, he does something like, "Holy God, shit, I didn't know Rudy could do that." Yeah, but it's too few; it's too inconsistent. So, I remember specifically, like, I think it was last year or two years ago when he was complaining about, like, I'm not getting the ball enough, which is fine or whatever. He's an all-star level player, and he was frustrated. Mm-hmm. So, there was like a game where we forced the ball to him six possessions, and four <laughs> out of six was a turnover, it. and the other yeah. two were missed baskets. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, so. <sighs> I I don't want to catch any um any stray bullets because I constantly shit on Rudy. So I'm glad you said that because he is awful <laughs> down right. low with his back to the basket. I think there just has to be a way for them to do something when right. he has Morris on him. But the thing, the other thing is that this Clippers team, there's a lot of guys on this team that are going to play pretty tough like that's just that's how morris is right he's gonna push rudy around or attempt to he's gonna try to fuck with him so he's got some got some dog in him and we all know that rudy um has a hard time with that type of stuff yeah Uh, so i don't know yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go clippers in six so give me your give me your final prediction here i think
2: i think jazz I'm gonna do the opposite jazz and six, especially if we win tonight without Mike. I think we're in good shape.
0: Okay. Oh, yes. Tonight. Oh, god, it's gonna be fun. Gonna be a fun <laughs> game. Uh okay, so just to recap, we both have the Nets, you have the Sixers, I have the Hawks, um, and then we both have the Suns, and then you have the Jazz, and I have yep. the Clippers. Cool. All right. Well, uh anything else you wanna to add to? to your prayers for tonight's
2: game or or anything at all is (laughs) is governor cox asking us to pray for wins now too like we are for rain man it rained it did dude it works holy shit all right (laughs) you need to you need to find some missionaries to get you baptized and something save me (laughs) save me god damn all right well
0: we will be uh we'll be right back with the conjuring the devil made me do it movie review
1: Hope you're having the day you deserve. Dre Rocker here. And if you're looking for a podcast to occupy your time, maybe you're behind the keyboard and you're like, man, I just need something to get through my day, head on over to allrock.com. That's A-L-L-R-A-W-K.com. And check out the Unrestricted podcast, along with the ISO 20 podcast, just podcasts to get you through your quarantine. Maybe you're isolated if you got that COVID. Again, Dre Rocker, Check me out. Now back to the show.
0: Well, we're back like we never left because we really didn't. We just took a quick water break and here we are. Kurt and I are back for Conjuring 3 The Devil Made Me Do It movie review. So this is in theaters as well as available on HBO Max for the next 30 days. If you're not familiar with The Conjuring films, um, they all have aspects of... Real life events from the case logs of Ed and Lorraine Warren. I'm going to put some some pretty cool links in the podcast description for you guys to check out if you're not familiar. Um, a lot of crazy shit that they've been through. <laughs> I'll just say that. So the real story behind this particular film is pretty crazy. The backstory is centered around the first case in the United States where a person used the excuse of demonic possession uh, to get out of uh, you know, going to jail for the crime they committed, which in this case was murder. Oh. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of spinoff films in the Conjuring universe. Um, a lot of you may be familiar with Annabelle, The Nun, La Llorona. Uh, and then there's also, obviously, this is the third Conjuring. There are two Conjurings uh, prior to this. So the first half of this review, we're going to try to not give away um, any spoilers. Then I'll give a big alert like hey, okay, spoilers are coming if you haven't watched the film and you don't want spoilers go ahead and turn off the pod. So fast <sighs> forward or fast forward. Are you or fast forward. Yeah, cuz there's going there's going to yeah, there'll be some other shit after this. <laughs> fast <laughs> yeah, forward. I'll on, put in the, I'll put in the time stamps. You can just go to the next time. Um <laughs> good point. Very good point. I got you man. Uh okay, so I'm going to start off the review just by saying this. Um I enjoyed this movie as a haunting slash paranormal you know type film i didn't like it as a conjuring movie so wow yeah i know i know no no Uh, no no, no. i have the same note oh shit yeah (laughs) and we see i told kurt i always tell kurt um at least we don't talk. I mean, with the last review and then this one, I don't want to know what you thought about it. When we did the Mortal Kombat, I don't want to know how you felt. Same with this. So right. yeah. Um, I mean, Patrick Wilson and and Vera Farmiga are great as usual as Ed and Lorraine. Um, I have a lot of other notes, but give me your, you know, give me your your, your beginning thoughts
2: on this yeah. film. So th- what what I had was the question, um, would this have been better as a standalone than a third yeah. installment to the conjuring series? And I think the answer is yes. Yes. Um, not so much a full-on horror movie as right. it is almost like an action horror at this point in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved some of the ideas they explored. I felt like they couldn't pinpoint just one that they wanted to go down. Okay. Um, I don't want to give too much away, so we'll save that for later. Yeah. Um, I, I, just have think- some, I have some notes here.
0: The, I think the biggest thing, and not the biggest thing, but one of the things that... Um, you know, kind of made the film the way it was. And my outlook on the film was James Wan not directing yep. it. And it kind of hurt the the continuity yeah. of the previous two. They had Michael uh, Chavez, who actually directed the La uh, La Llorona movie. He did this, The Conjuring 3 as well. Um, I feel like in a sense, they made this movie, they gave it a one over, and then they said, all right, let's put it out there. Where like the previous two Conjurings, I feel like they were, it's like a tightly knit...
2: Yes. That's my favorite thing about those movies. Yes. So they're horror movies that kind of like in their own universe make sense. And yeah. there's a lot of like loose ends in this one. A lot of few little like plot holes here and there. And for me, what James Wan does so well that this movie didn't have is like he's so good at building tension mm-hmm. and like those like scare scenes. This didn't have a ton of scare scenes, to yeah. be honest.
0: I'll get into it in the spoilers, but
2: yeah. I, at yeah. Max,
0: I said there was three scare scenes in yeah, the whole film. It's not a lot. And I just feel like
2: <laughs> what he does so well is building that tension and, like, there's times, I think it's in The Conjuring 2, mm-hmm. where, like, it's not even a jump scare. Like, it's in frame the entire time, but it's such a terrifying scene. I think it's when the girl starts clapping her hands. Um, first one. The first. Okay, the uh, first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's so well done and, like, each, like, each scare, like, it starts low and crescendos, and like right when the tension's ready, snappy scares you, yeah, I um, mean it does a really good job, and this one just it just, just it's almost like an imitation film, right. um, but I'm not saying it's bad, like I definitely am happy I watched it
0: yeah i I was so hyped because like you know, like you, the conjuring, it's easily one of my favorite um you know I guess By, you would call it movie franchises I, horror I guess, film franchise yeah, the
2: best modern horror franchise, I think in my oh opinion. yeah,
0: absolutely um and and to be completely honest i <laughs> it took me two days two nights to get through the film i was a little sleepy right <laughs> but generally if i'm really into a movie that doesn't matter yeah um and i about halfway through i started to doze off and i was like well, oh, i don't want to miss anything so i stopped it and then the next night rewound it a bit and 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 finished it so uh, yeah i mean i <sighs> Okay, I, I think at this point... Are we throwing spoilers out now? People get an idea of wh- how we felt for the film. So I want to do a couple of spoilers. I also, I told you, you know, if you have three likes and yes. three dislikes, like we're fucking SDRs in the tech industry, uh, <laughs> as we were at one point, um, to to get to give those up. So um, I love the... Going back to the first two, I love the haunted house aspect, right? I think yes. that's what can really scare an audience. Like, yeah. you know, you're in the movie theater, the lights come up, you're not done. Right. You you have to go home and more than likely you left the lights off or there's only one light on. And this one, you have the witch that puts a curse on people and then there's like a demon that attaches itself. And it's just kind of lame. I feel like if it wasn't broke before, then don't fix it. And I know they always try to, you know, have an evolution or grow. Films mm-hmm. by the third one, but it's just like God damn it! <laughs> I was yeah, kind of let down.
2: Yeah. So is that a dislike?
0: So that so no, that's not even in my dislikes or likes. Um, that was just a note that I had here. Okay. Um, and I want I want to put one, uh, not a small, but a disclaimer on this. I'm a huge horror film fan, so, and I've been watching horror films. I mean everything since I was like six. So I might be um slightly desensitized when it comes to scary scenes yeah. more than the average person. Um, So to the average person who doesn't watch a lot of horror films or just watches them occasionally, there might be actually more scary scenes than just three in this, but the ones that I pinpointed, um, obviously the opening scene is great. The opening scene had me and I was like, Oh damn, this is, yeah." they come
2: out swinging. Yeah.
0: And then it's just kind of like a lull. And then, The waterbed scene was creepy. It's,
2: it's different. Creepy, but it's
0: different when you have kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like for sure. You're like, uh, well, you know, yeah. So the waterbed scene was creepy, and then the morgue scene with the dude that looked like he could have been like from um, scary stories to tell in the dark, <laughs> who's like filled with water, but I think he's also fat. Um yeah. That was that was creepy, but other than that, like. There were no other scenes unless I'm forgetting something. Was there anything
2: else for you where you were like, oh shit? Not really. They really tried to have the scene when they were like going through the occultists um layer, I guess, to be scary. It just yeah. wasn't hidden for me. So it was that was where it was more like, is this like a Marvel movie where they're fighting the boss at the end? Oh um,
0: my God. Yes, I have. <laughs> so in my dislikes. I hated the psychic sequences. I felt like they were very drawn out. And that's even in my note. Am I watching X Men?
2: Yeah. So, because they were so damn long. They were long. And like, I like the idea of like, okay, there's actually someone also using like, you know, witchcraft to like kill people. I like the idea of it, but I think they just fell on their face with it where it got like, it felt like, to like a super villain and a superhero with Lorraine, like yeah. using their superpowers to battle. We don't mm-hmm. even need that. We just need to understand that, like, okay, someone's doing this. They're kind of like they use they use what they can and they're evil with it, and that's about it. Yeah. Don't like have this weird like, I don't know. Industry. How
0: she goes in and tries to stop her from the yeah. stop the witch. Yeah, it was. And then you know Ed, poor Ed, he's fucked up through the whole movie. So he's like our Professor X, just hobbling along.
2: <laughs> right like, for the ride how honestly the things they had him do after a massive heart attack is pretty crazy <laughs> swinging that freaking hand, that sledgehammer around yeah. and then running through the woods like yeah. straight up his heart would have exploded multiple times through this movie so <laughs> so uh, let me um
0: i'm just gonna go through my random notes and then we can do our three likes and then and then we can you know wrap it up so my random notes from the from the beginning intense opening scene i'm all in okay just a little that's just a little note i wrote down right. all in baby and, and then i said uh again these are all spoilers so obviously yeah. by now you know this um i said why can't ed do the exorcism this father looks shook yeah and then, and then i'm like oh okay he is doing the exorcism the father got his ass whooped
2: <laughs> this guy can't even read latin and, and just like picks it up from his heart
0: i got this uh the little boy doing the back bend. Um, well, and then the thing with Ed doing the exorcism, he's, he was the only, if you look into act the actual Ed and Lorraine, he was the only one sanctioned, um, by the Catholic church to, that wasn't a, uh, father a pr- to, to be it. able to do these. Um, and so, and this is well after the other movies. Yeah. So that's why I was like, what the fuck? Isn't
2: he just, I doing don't know, but, man. He had the accolades, he should have done it. Yeah. Uh,
0: another note here. I don't feel bad that Arne Arnie killed the
2: drunk guy. And I said, Oh, I have this too. Okay. Is that bad? Yeah. <laughs> I said, um, Bruno is definitely that guy in my note. And then why is he so sweaty? question mark. And honestly, are we upset that he killed
0: him? Not at all. And I think they probably did that to to have you feel right. sympathy so, and, and not work, you know, honestly believe that.
2: There is a morality <laughs> question with this movie that, like, are we because this is a real murderer and mm-hmm. the actual murderer was a consultant on the film. So are we okay with like justifying him killing somebody because the movie are making it look like that it was the devil in reality. He probably had some really bad, like mental health issues. Seriously. There's a big question on just the morality of this film. Um, And that's exactly why Bruno made it feel like he should have got stabbed, even though quote unquote, the devil made him do it, which was probably just a psychotic break. Yeah. Uh, Had a
0: rough day, you know, The, the, uh, there is one scene and this is going back to my notes. Um, it's prior to, uh, when he, when he kills Bruno where he, where, Ar- uh, or Ar- he's up in the tree and he's getting ready to cut, you know, he has the chainsaw and you see the witch in the background. Yeah. That was the only part I felt like the witch was scary. Yeah. Right there and where you couldn't really see her. Well, she wasn't I thought in focus. She was,
2: I didn't know she was a real person at that point. I thought she was. Yeah. You thought some you be yeah. a demon or something.
0: Yep. And then that, or, that obviously ruins it too when she is just a, yeah. Yeah. A person. Um, okay. Next note, lawyers trash. Are they just going to leave all this up to Ed and Lorraine to build the case?
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. One thing, this is what I have on the shout outs is how the lawyers like, you're not going to get, this isn't going to work in court. And then, she's like you got to convince me first it's not working he's like okay let's talk to Annabelle and the next shot instead of actually going to the house is the lawyer just looking shook as shit Um, God I wish I would have just shown like a small something
0: at least her like running out of the house or you know something
2: I don't know so (sighs) funny yeah lawyers and the (sighs) cop too the cop is yep that's my other note (laughs) given the three knives here's the thing he gives her three knives she has a 33% chance of picking the right one regardless she does it and then they think that him addressing that like plot hole will fix it, yeah. but it makes it way worse. The yep. cop just like, you know, you only had a one to three chance of getting it right, but I'm still out here. It's like, that makes you sound dumber, <laughs> dude. That's not how it works. He's You're terrible awful. at your job. He's terrible. Um,
0: absolutely. <laughs> uh, the next note I have is father Kasner's scary as shit. Gives me a real Judd from Pet cemetery Yeah,
2: hundred percent. I liked him. He's yeah. one of
0: my shout outs to something that went well yep yep he did a great job uh let's see let's see what else do i have here um that's all for my random notes i do have my three likes and dislikes i don't know if you want to touch on any other randoms that you have or
2: um let's see let me go through my hair i have fat zombie he's thick but quick
0: oh <laughs> well, um, god yeah that, i didn't expect him to run <laughs> i didn't uh, see that
2: coming jeez <laughs> yeah, um reggie white out there um little kid the uh, his name is julian hilliard um, yeah. He's been in both of the like Haunting of Bly Manor and Haunting of Hill House series. Mm. He's great. He's like a good little scary movie kid. Yeah. Um, a good job. I wish they actually utilized him more. Um, let's see. What do I have here? Um, when the cops show up and that uh, cult lady is just in a heaping mass of broken bones and Ed and Lorraine <laughs> are just sitting there. Are the cops going to believe them that yeah. it was the devil or that yeah. they just straight up killed her?
0: I mean... I guess. Going from what we've seen from the, the main detective, uh, they're not the, you know, they're, they're more like top flight security from Friday. (laughs) They're not, they're not necessarily (laughs) the best cops on the planet.
2: For sure. Um, and I had, why use glass to cut your own throat when you literally just broke your bones into a ball? (laughs) Uh, Um, and let's see, uh, what was the witch's reasoning other than like i get it she needed to kill three people and the last one goes to hell for the demon but like why yeah, other than they didn't Satanist is just going to satan or what i know that that was a big glaring
0: black hole where There's i was like no so what? and i even asked i asked my wife i'm like did i miss something <laughs> like i know i fell asleep but i rewound it and uh, what the, the hell is going going on?
2: her dad aka the creepy retired priest Casner yeah Kasner, which is a great trope just like retired priests in scary movies regardless is always fun mm-hmm. um I think he says like they do it just to do it like there's no reasoning and I'm like man that's weak yeah like it's maybe like trying to like you know bring Satan to the world would be a great reason yeah for them to do it not just like hey I'm just going to kill three people because I'm evil
0: yeah because I read this book
2: you made me read these when I was a little girl dad and instead of scaring me
0: I got obsessed like
2: Like, in in
0: these type of films in paranormal films I always want a explanation as to why in slasher films I don't want an explanation in a slasher at least no, no, I never do. Like, it always pisses me off when they try to say, oh, this happened when he was a child or this, you know, this person did this to him and yeah. that's why he is, like, just make him fucking crazy. But in these type of movies, I need to know why. I need a. I need a solid answer. And that and didn't we, happen.
2: We did not get one. Yeah. Honestly, that's why, shout out to The Ring from my childhood. That's why The Ring's great. That is a very tight-knit story. Yeah. Yep, exactly.
0: All right, okay. well, well, let's get into our likes. Uh... Yeah, let's do the likes first because the, the dislikes are probably funnier. We need so. to probably, yeah, we need to end on a bad note anyway yeah. with this movie, I feel like. Yeah. I have an actual, with, uh, for the review, at the end of the review, I have some something fun to add. Not necessarily about this movie, but horror in general. So three likes. Um, again, Ed and Lorraine, even though Ed was hurt the whole film, still loved them. They were great like they are in the previous two. Yep. Uh, the next like, Blondies Call Me. Pretty creepy in this movie gave the song new life. And, uh, I, I, I couldn't, you know, before this, I would never have thought that that song could be creepy really solid what they did there. Um, and then I put love the opening scene, really cool shot of the priest getting out of the taxi to start, you know, you and I even said it when we saw the preview paying uh homage to the exorcist. Um, and again, it was the scariest scene in the whole film after that. It was just meh. So
2: what are your three likes? (laughs) So I have just Patrick Wilson as Ed Warren. Mm -hmm. Um, We talk about our scare queen or scream queens, but we got our scream king in the house. Love it. Patrick Wilson. um, Not only does he play Ed Warren, but in, is it um, Insidious where he is on the opposite end of Lorraine as an old woman? Yep. Um, He's great. Um, I have the conjuring universe just in general. I love going back to their basement and seeing all the creepy knickknacks and Annabelle like out of focus in the background and the painting of the nun out of focus in the background. Always a good yes. time that they're building their little um, horror cinematic universe. And then I just have creepy old priest um, <laughs> age, age, always ages well in a, yeah. in a scary movie.
0: <laughs> That's perfect. Um all right, three dislikes. Uh, i I've, I've, I've probably already said all these. I hated the psychic sequences; they were too drawn out, and again, felt like I was watching X Men. Uh, hated the witch aspect. The lady wasn't scary <laughs> up close. Again, the only time she was creepy was when you saw her in the background and you didn't know that she was alive. Um, yeah, shit sucked when when you actually did see her. She just looked like a like a malnourished pilgrim, and that's not scary to pilgrim anybody. Karen.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, also, hated the court scenes and yeah. and the case itself. Like, it, it it felt like it was just in the background. Yeah, and I almost wish they would have gone the route of being more in depth in the case. Um, you know, I think of uh, the *Exorcism of Emily Rose*, where that was more. You know, they went back and forth pretty well in that movie. Yeah, this it's like okay, here's here's a uh, the lawyer. And she has her head down and um, yeah, there's the, there's, that's the, it.
2: there's the case in the court. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I have too. So, gotcha. Well, is that your three? Did you do your yes. three? Yeah, okay. yeah. So my first one was exactly that. This the pacing and not knowing what they want to do with the story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you said, the courtroom, is it going to be a courtroom thing? No, just like two one minute scenes and that's all we have in the courtroom. And I like, I got amped on the movie. Like you said, there's a lull after that, like huge opening and there's this yeah. lull. And they, there's a question where they find out like, okay, we need to find out what's going on and and ask, where do we start? And Lorraine's like, from the beginning. And it cuts back to the (laughs) waterbed scene. And I'm thinking like, okay, we're going to learn how this little kid gets possessed and we're going to go through the haunting of this house. And it's going to be super fun, ride. They literally show the waterbed scene and that's it. Yep. That's all they do. And (laughs) then they (laughs) cut back to them doing this weird, like investigative, like, what are we doing here? Movie. And it, it just like, it was like, three or four different ideas of what this, they wanted to do with it. And they, they explored all four and like, you gotta do one, you gotta do one and you gotta stick to it, which right. in my opinion is a haunted house. Yeah. Um, Please. Yeah. <laughs> um i put not enough scares, which kind of plays into what I just talked about. um There's just, it's just, there's, there's not that James Waniness. And yeah. that's my fine thing. My final thing is it wasn't James Wan. And you right. could tell, yep. you definitely tell. I mean, he tried, but when you have like the best modern, horror filmmaker not mm-hmm. not in, involved as much as he, we wanted him to be you're going to tell
0: yeah yep I, I agree with all that I think this uh, you know Conjuring 3 probably falls let's see I'm trying to remember I think there's seven well eight films with this in the Conjuring universe and this is probably like down there with the nun and La Llorona and even like the original Annabelle the first Annabelle is shit yeah, it's awful. But Annabelle Creation, Annabelle comes home. Where comes really home? Good. I think
2: I think is the probably the third best. The first two Conjuring's are the best. Yeah. and then yep. Annabelle comes home. I would put three. Yeah, and then Creation, and the rest are just like mush garbage. Yeah, just th- just throw them all down there. But and that and that's where this one fits. Yeah, and
0: again, like if you if I wasn't such a huge fan of the Conjuring movies, if I was just going in as a casual viewer it would be a decent movie. It might be kind of slow, you know, um, but it would be decent. But I, I, as a lover of, of the conjuring as a huge horror fan, I, I wouldn't, I probably would never watch this again.
2: Yeah. I don't, I don't know unless I do like a huge conjuring universe rewatch. I don't plan on watching it again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean,
2: maybe we do that at some point. Maybe there's another (laughs) pandemic and we have to sit around. Jesus
0: Christ. I hope not. Um, Okay. All right. So, I mean, all right. One, uh, one being awful, 10 being great. I'd put this at like four and a half. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably give it a five. There we go. Okay. So. Well, there you have it. Uh, one thing I did want to touch on before we head out, we have some really great, uh, you spoke about the pandemic, the pandemic held a lot of films out from being released last year, especially horror films, because obviously you're not going to the movie theater. So some really good upcoming horror movies this year Candyman, which uh, Jordan Peele had a lot to do with. I'm excited for that. The remake of Candyman. Don't Breathe 2. I don't know if you ever saw the original Don't Breathe, Kurt, but it uh, it was pretty intense. Is that uh, the blind girl one? Yeah, the blind. The, the guy that's yeah. blind. Yep, Yeah, that one's baby. good. Um, the Forever Purge, which I'm actually not excited about. I love the Purge <laughs> movies, but the premise of this one kind of pisses me off and kind of just shits on all the other ones. So it's just like going to be like a an anarchy film. You know, I mean, Purge Forever. Have you seen Have you
2: seen the preview for the No, purge I purge? actually haven't. I'll watch it as soon as we or,
0: or the Forever Purge. It's it's essentially the purge is over. Everyone feels safe, and then oh no, nope, the pur- the Forever Purge is now. We got a oh my group of group of people that are just going to go around and kill everybody, and it's kind of like well, that kind of defeats the, f- the fucking anyways. So I'm not super excited about that. Um, the uh, there's a, a film coming out called Last Night in Soho. Which have you? Oh yeah. It looks like a high concept ghost time travel, like, um, like what's what the fuck Richie, movie? Yeah, and yeah. and it's it's like two and a half hours long, and it's one of those where I think at the end you're not a hundred percent sure of what you just watched, <laughs> but it's creepy as shit, and like little parts are gonna stick with you. Yeah.
2: Well, um, I believe it's a passion project for Guy Ritchie. He's always wanted to do a horror film. He's always wanted to do this film. Hmm. And it took him years to get it approved, so I'm sure it's going to be. He's going to put everything he has into it. Yeah. and just the way he films it'll be interesting and i think i think a lot of people are going to love it and i think there's going to be a few people that hate it so should be uh should be cool so I'll, I'll put all these
0: previews uh at least the ones where they actually have previews i don't i had i couldn't find a don't breathe to preview uh quite yet but i know that's coming out and then last but one thousand percent not least
2: halloween kills
0: which was oh, supposed man. to come out last October. We'll be out this October. And I cannot fucking wait for that.
2: <laughs> man, I, that's right. That's like it's Christmas for you. That's like... It is. I mean, all of uh, October is Christmas for me, if I'm going to be true. honest. <laughs> what about um, Rob Zombie announcing his next movie is going to be The Munsters?
0: Yeah, that caught me off guard. I, I I think I tweeted like, can't wait to see what the white trash version of The Munsters looks <laughs> like. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what he does with there's no way that he can do it to maybe, maybe he just keeps it like a wholesome type of film with just like a small twist. But everything we've learned from Rob Zombie is like, there's going to be a bunch of like inbred angry white people and they're all going to be super violent, lots of blood, some really like um, kind of um, unfavorable or, or not nice to look at sex scenes. (laughs) And you know, there's going to be some animals in it and it's, Yeah, I don't know. I I love what, I actually did like what Rob Zombie did with the Halloween remake, like how he- The first one, right? Yeah, how he dove into Michael's childhood a little bit more. I mean, again, it was very like in your face, like all Rob Zombie films, but I didn't mind it. And I thought it was, I thought it was actually pretty good. He totally took a giant shit on the whole franchise with, with his H2 movie. That was the biggest piece of shit (laughs) <laughs> it's like one of the top three worst horror films i've ever seen wow uh yeah it's that it's uh the uh, uh oh my god i'm gonna forget the name of it now there was a te- the texas chainsaw 3d and then jeepers creepers 3 those three are like the trifecta of dog shit horror films that's the thing franchises. about horror
2: franchises and maybe hopefully the is not going then that route where they just drag it on with the same idea and then it's yeah. just like what are we doing here?
0: Well, I think the cool thing about the conjuring is it, all of these are from the stuff that They're, Ed and Lorraine Warren had yeah. worked on where you have slasher films. And I mean, slasher films are cheap to make and they make money. So they, they constantly bring these killers back or try to re- reimagine these killers. But, um, you know, when you're a fan of the franchise, like I am of, of all three of the, you know, Texas chainsaw Halloween and Jeepers creepers. Like I couldn't believe how bad they were. I, man like you, you might as well not even have made the movie it's that yeah. fucking bad
2: well they make money
0: they do and that's the thing and i go fucking watch them anyways so <laughs> get you every time <laughs> yeah yeah all right kurt well uh i appreciate your time any um any pods coming out for you guys here in the near future there's got to be <laughs> yeah yeah it's that time i mean you guys yeah, second no, round. We'll, yeah. we'll
2: get one in um probably this week I mean, we did two. We did two in three days, which is wild for us. Yeah. Um. Maybe we'll get one out here this week. I I was I was out in San Diego all week last week when we should have done it. Ooh, stunting so, on them. Okay, I'm stunting, baby. Right. So. <laughs> cool, man. Well, we'll
0: uh, I'll for sure have you back once the uh, uh, conference finals start, and uh, you know, we'll hopefully I'll be right more than you were in our picks and uh yeah i don't know if there's any good films coming out but i'll have Mm -hmm. you all over those uh those other shitty horror films later on sounds good i'm ready (laughs) all right man enjoy the rest of your day thank you okay peace Want to thank you guys for tuning in this week. Uh, tonight, as I'm recording this, actually, I'm giving away $75. If you listened to the last pod, the very last segment, you knew how to enter that contest. Basically, either uh, rate and review on Apple Podcasts or simply share the pod on Instagram. So, Tonight, I will be giving away $75. Originally, it was $50, so it's $50 for me and $25 from my good friend, Dre Rocca. He donated to the cause. Uh, good dude. You know, we had him on the previous two episodes prior to Emerson Kennedy, and uh, I've been having a lot of fun recording at his studio, so shout out to him for putting up that 25 He's also doing a fun thing on his pod. It's called You Match, You Win, where he goes live on Instagram trying to give away 200 bucks. Now it's a hundred or it's 50 from Dre, 50 from myself, 50 from Sebastian, and then 50 from the guys uh, from angel at the other side of the beehive. So 200 bucks. And it's a, a mer- Oh, geez, Louise can't even talk a word matching game. So check out his Instagram. It's just Dre Raka at Dre Rocca and you can get more t- details for that. I also share the info on my Instagram whenever those, uh, those contests come about. So we are just keep carrying this money over. So please, someone win it. Okay, I want to give away that money too. But excited to give away this money tonight. Obviously, by the time this pod is out, we will already have a winner, so I will shout them out on the next pod. Appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, again, don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us everywhere else. Check out the pod on Instagram at the Will Wonder Pod and follow me on Twitter at DJ Will Wonder. Thanks. We will see y'all next week. Peace.